0: Come on. He deserves a standing ovation. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, he touched me. I can feel his presence. He's not a figment of my imagination, but he's walking the aisles of this building, touching whomsoever will. Oh, I appreciate him today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, begin, I believe, have something from the Lord here that will help you. Uh, I didn't use the word bless you. I said, we'll help you. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anybody in need of help? Uh, That is our desire this morning to be a help. And uh, sometimes we don't understand help when it's reached out to us. But as time goes on, our understanding becomes clear and we can appreciate the help. But I want to say this. Uh, Like Brother Barr, uh, uh, I consider myself from the old school. Um... And it's really kind of tough trying to swim in the waters with some of this new technology and whatnot. Uh, But I'm from the old school. I don't fashion myself uh, as a... Let's put it like this. Let me tell you what I am. I am a preacher of the gospel. I said I'm a preacher of the gospel. I am not a motivational speaker. I'm not a motivational speaker. I am a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And only his gospel can save. Only his gospel can deliver. Only his gospel can heal. Amen. Only his gospel will work. I'm not a drug pusher. You won't get no drugs here. But I will do my best this morning to share the word of the Lord with you. And sometimes what the Lord wants to say to us, we don't necessarily want to hear it like that. Um, I'm sorry, I wish I was one with a little more eloquence but I'm a plain spoken kind of guy and uh, I really don't like going to the back door so I'll probably meet you at the front door we're going to go face to face you may not like it but it's the truth anyhow Paul said something about being an enemy because I tell you the truth well we 're going to share truth here this morning, and it 's something that uh, we don 't necessarily hear a whole lot about that we haven 't heard a whole lot about uh, in the last little bit. Uh, literally, I wrestled all that, all night long, tossing and turning. Trying to, to, to feel after God and trying to find out what He would have me to say or do. It really doesn't matter to me if the Lord has me stand here and say, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. If that's what He wants to do, that's what He wants to do. Amen. I don't think that's going to be the case this morning. <laughs> Mama wants to hear some preaching. <laughs> So, but I'm not, you know, if if you're looking for a quick fix, I I can't tie off your vein this morning. You're going to have to take it like it is, okay? And uh, like I said, not very many people I've heard uh, in the last little while deal with this subject, but uh, I'm going to talk just a little bit about it. And uh, we'll go from there. Uh, if you will turn to Luke chapter 16 and verse 19. I'm going to go ahead and read if that's all right. Uh, let's see. Luke 16:19. There was a certain man, a certain rich man, which was clothed with purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. He lived luxuriously. He had a gay lifestyle, and I don't mean it like that, but amen. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which lay at this gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Let not, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes this morning. I really don't feel like I will go long, but I want to talk to you about hell's prayer request. Hell's prayer request. It's a prayer request from hell. We don't like to think about hell. I don't like to think about hell any more than you do. I'd rather dwell in the heavenlies, think about what heaven is going to be like. But part of my motivation for going to heaven is I don't want to go to hell. And if I could be honest with you, it's a big part. It's a real big part. So I've spent the last 30 some odd years that I can remember, 30 some odd years determined not to go to hell. To do everything that I could to, to miss hell and make heaven. I don't know necessarily that that's the goal of every believer today. But back in the day, they packed that down in our spirit, that there, there is a heaven, but there is a counterbalance to heaven. There is a hell. Some of you are looking like, oh, I came to the wrong place. No, you're in the right place. I, I, I can't answer for anybody else and, 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 and what they've spoke and said under the anointing. The only person that I can be accountable for is me. And as I waited on God, waited on God, I made these notes three years ago. And I thought, ain't nobody going to let me preach that. <laughs> nobody wants to hear about hell. But this morning while waiting on the Lord, I believe the Lord just kind of, I felt, preachers know what I mean, I felt that spark. And for a few minutes this morning, I want to talk to you about hell's prayer request. Father, I thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing that is in this house. I pray for every hearing ear and every receiving heart, God, that you would speak Speak to us today, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Isn't it just like it? Uh, Brother Barr, some some of the most powerful messages that I have heard don't get recorded. <laughs> in some way some fashion they 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 somehow slip under the curtain they get just they just they just evaporate and the only thing that you have is those that are there and uh, by looking at my notes here this morning after i got to the pulpit you know just messing with these modern contraptions like whatever they call these things you got to be real careful when you're messing with those because you can delete something real quick. And I just looked down and I just destroyed the order <laughs> of this message. So I'm not necessarily going to speak to you from notes. I'm going to go back to, to, to old school methods here and repeat. The Lord loves us. I said the Lord loves us. And he loves us so much that he is willing to inconvenience our lives in order for us to get right with him. I know we all want blessing. I know we all want healing. We want provision. And he promised that he would do those things. But let me tell you something, folks. If he blesses you and heals you to the point that you don't make it to heaven. This is what this is all about. This is about heaven. This is not necessarily about an upgraded lifestyle. This isn't about Cadillacs and mansions. If the Lord blesses you with it, praise God. But this is not what it's about. This is about the souls of men and women. That's what he died for. He died for the souls of men and women. Presented himself on that cross. So that you and I wouldn't have to visit there. My wife thinks sometimes that I'm pretty boring. All you want to do is cook on that little green egg and you're satisfied. Well, there's a little bit to that. Uh, As a child, as a young child, uh, we traveled quite a bit. Every two years, every three years, we uprooted and we went somewhere else to a new school, new friends, so home, you know, we go to a place, we lived there for three years, and then where's home now? But in that lifestyle, we had the opportunity to travel. So we, you know, I, we didn't go to really extravagant places, but places that the military would send you to. We went to Germany, we went to Puerto Rico, we went to Korea, which you know, just... You know, places around, and and, and, and all that was wonderful. I, I, You know, when I was younger, I went to California and looked at the highways and thought, I don't want to ever come back here again. <laughs> That's all I wanted to see. I mean, I saw the highways, and I said, no, this is not for me. Take me back to the East Coast. I got to the East Coast, and, you know, I, I, what I'm trying to say is, i don 't have to do a whole lot of traveling, not because i, I experience everything, but i 've been a few places uh, done a few things and 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 I feel good about that but there 's one place i 've never desired to go, and the thing is. It wasn't even prepared for me. Hell was not prepared for you or I. Hell was prepared for the devil and his imps. But I made up my mind so many years ago that I didn't want to go to hell. And whatever I had to do, whatever I had to do, Whatever I had to do, I wasn't going to allow it to get in the way. I live a life of separation from those that I love. I'm the only one in my family, sister, right, that's saved. When I go into their company, I have to be real careful or I'm going to start a fight. They tell me, like, well, you walk around like you know something everybody else doesn't. I do. And if you'll sit down five minutes, I'll share it with you. You really don't want to go to hell. You don't want to go to hell. I mean, we make jokes about it, at least when I was younger. By going to hell. Oh, there's going to be a big party. Won't be any party. Won't be any music. Won't be any drugs. Won't be any love. If family's going to be there, you won't know it. Hell wasn't created for you. The lifestyle that you live today, I hope it's not conducive for hell. I hope you're making the changes and the adjustments that you need to make so that when the Lord puts your feet on that on the pathway to heaven, that you can walk it. This makes sense to you this morning. A few years ago, a couple of years ago, I was in the radiation department over at Anne Arundel Hospital. I walked in, I had my little card, checked in, sat down, and a uh, little gray-headed lady came in, never saw her before. Her and her daughter, her daughter pushed her in a chair. And sister, Mother Wright, she took her little card out, and she was struggling to, to get, get her card in. So I went over and I helped her, I got her checked in, Her daughter went to the bathroom and the mother, she struggled and went to the water fountain. And I'm sitting there, I've never seen this woman before. I've seen her maybe once since. But she's struggling, sister. All she wants is a little bit of water. That's all her focus. If you could see the determination in her eyes that said, if I could just get a drink of water. And I sat there until I could. I, I, I just jumped up and filled a cup of water and gave it to her. Sat back down on my seat. I didn't think anything of it, Sister Right? It was just a cup of water. You don't understand what that water meant. I thought it was just a cup of water, but I've come later to find out her daughter came to me. She says, You don't understand. She says, Thank you, thank you. I said, It was just a cup of water. It's no big deal. She says, It was just a cup of water to you, but it's all she wanted. That's all she wanted. Was a drink, and you, at the kindness of your heart, I didn't really think it was a big deal. You got up, inconvenience your time, just to give her a drink. I said, "Okay." Well, time passes on, and uh, mother was coming to her last treatment. I was there. That's the second time I've seen her. And uh, her daughter, after her treatment, they rang the bell. Those of you that know anything about that, you know what I mean. They rang the absolutely. They rang that bell, and she shuffled her mother off to the car, and she came back. I still have it. She had a piece of paper folded up, wadded up. And she had on their scribbled long hand, she says, "Thank you so much. The Lord bless you. Thank you for giving my mother a drink of water when she wanted it and i'm thinking and all of a sudden, tears started rolling down my face. she says." I will pray for you every day, for you and your family's well-being from now on, just because of this water. Every once in a while, I run across that note. Tears start flowing, and I'm thinking to myself, all it was was a drink of water. Like anything big. And as I thought about that this morning, my mind goes to this passage of Scripture. Let me turn to it in my Bible here, because that's always in order. Verse 20, 16, verse 20. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at the gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip his finger in the water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. That poor lady, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to overestimate or exaggerate the situation. But from what her mother said, her mother said, that's all she wanted. She didn't want anything else. She just wanted a drink. And you gave her a drink. And Abraham said, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things And likewise, Lazarus is evil things, but now he he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from thence to you cannot neither come, cannot they pass to us that would come from thence. Verse 27. Then said, then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers, I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come to this place. Verse 29, And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. They've got Moses and the prophets. Let your brothers hear them. Hell has a prayer request. Hell's prayer request is go get the message out. Tell whoever. Tell your brother. Tell your brother in the Lord. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your frenemies. They don't want to come here. Would you please send somebody to share this testimony? You say, a testimony? Sure it is a testimony. It's a sign, it's a broadcast to you and I of a place that we don't want to go. Sometimes, Brother Sonny, we have to be reminded. Sometimes we can be, uh, uh, get so comfortable in this life that we forget that there's an eternal hell. Brother Middleton, you're supposed to be talking about grace and love. You're supposed to be talking about the goodness of God. The Bible teaches it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Sometimes, my friend, we have to have a stern reminder. Because we can get so up in in the day and in the world that we forget that there's another side to this thing would you just send somebody to get a message to my brothers I know family members sometimes can be the most difficult people to deal with especially when it comes with the gospel and, and, and I'm not telling you to just, just be rude and But I am telling you, you need to find some place at some time in some situation that you can tell them that there is a hell. There is a hell and there is a heaven that was created for them. A prayer request. Do you all believe God answers prayers? Do you believe that God answers prayers? I believe he answers prayers. And his answer is you. His answer is me. Brother Middleton, don't put that responsibility on me. Don't put the weight of that on me. Maybe I bit off too much this morning. Maybe maybe we want to listen to 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 the, the 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 TV preachers that promise us everything and give us nothing. Maybe maybe we want to sit and and just be kind of comforted and just encouraged in in, in that in that stupor. But every time I think about that little gray-headed mother who just wanted to drink a water, I think about this, this scripture. The Lord wants to remind us, folks. Hell was not created for you. There will be an engathering. There will be a time where those will slip into hell. And the time will be then. But what's going on in hell now? Not that I know. But what's going on in hell now? I believe Isaiah tells us that right now, hell is making preparation. It's making preparations, Brother Barr. It's enlarging himself, itself. It's enlarging itself, anticipating. Anticipating the large number. Hell is enlarging itself, anticipating that there'll be those that won't listen, that won't hear, that won't heed, and that will find themselves on that track, that slippery track. Hell, right now, is going through a renovation. Brother Roberts, hell right now is making room for the lost. Think about that. Families who are anticipating the birth, a birth of, a, of a child... They want to put on a what? A new wing. They want to put on a new nursery. They want to put on a new room. They want to put on, you know, they enlarge their dwelling, anticipating joy, life of this new addition. It won't be that way in hell. There will be an addition. He is preparing? Is he preparing for me? What are you doing, Brother Middleton? I wish I could pray myself out of hell. But like we sang this morning, it takes the blood of Jesus Christ to do that. I wish I could fast my way out of hell. But there's nothing that I could do, Mother, right on my own that will allow me to escape the clutches of hell. I needed somebody to go in, substitute for me. He came. He bled. He died. He stooped down into the dirt of this world and took everything it had In order to prepare a place for me. Do you understand what I'm telling you this morning? Not only has hell enlarged itself for you. But heaven has making room for you also. He says he's going away to do what? To prepare a place for you. He's going to prepare a place for you. He's going to prepare a dwelling for you. That we could spend our eternity in him, with him. But how many of us, we just kind of glide through life. And really, I... I I was praying this morning. I'm like, Lord, if you don't take this thing and go with it, I'm just going to be an idiot. If you don't take this thing and talk to somebody, then, Lord, I probably never preach again. (laughs) But when I... When I read that scripture this morning, Brother Evans, it, 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 it just jumped off the page. The Lord did everything that he knew how to do to answer that prayer request. By feeling you, me, the baptism of the Holy Ghost washing our sins making us witnesses unto him brother Sonny when I go to my brothers, sometimes I want to share with them and you know what they want to do they don't want to hear I wish that there was a hearing ear here this morning and an obedient heart that will determine in your heart, in your spirit, hell is not the place for me. And I'm going to do whatever I've got to do to change whatever I've got to change in order to to get on a pathway that's right with him I'm trying to be real simple here and I I really don't want to hurt anybody here you know I've heard this term in the last little while uh, they call them bullies in the pulpit I I don't want to be a bully I'm not here to bully anybody into a decision not here to bully anybody into a change of mind or a change of lifestyle I'm just simply here today to share a message of love with you that says hell wasn't created for you the Lord has prepared a place for you he wants you me his body to spend eternity with him. To me, heaven sounds like a, a good deal. I wasn't always a preacher. I didn't always live right. But in the midst of all of that mess, somebody came and shared a message very similar to this, to me, with me. Telling me about his great love for me. Telling me the extent that he went through to prepare a place for me he didn't walk he didn't have to walk through the filth and the dirt of my life in order to reach me but you know what he did I wasn't so far and so far gone that he gave up on me when I was dirty he got dirty dirty Does anybody understand what I'm talking about here this morning? Hell has a prayer request. Go to my brothers. Tell them, tell them all. Don't come to this place. Don't come. To this place. Whatever you got to do, don't come to this place. If alcohol is your vice, don't come to this place. If drugs is your vice, please don't allow the enemy. To dupe you into that lifestyle to the point to where you will lose your soul, whatever you 've got to do, you see, I was an alcoholic. I was an alcoholic, I was the best dressed drunk in town. They carried me out of the clubs in three piece suits. I was lost. I was miserable. I was undone. And the Lord reached down with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he delivered me. It wasn't a seven-step program. It wasn't a 13-week program. It was just one session at the cross. Face to face with him that he was able to set me free. Don't tell me that God doesn't deliver. Don't tell me that he can't set you free. Don't tell me he can't heal you. Don't you come too late to tell me that? You come too late to tell me that. I've been free from those vices. For over 30 years. I understand struggle. I, under, I really do. I understand struggle. But let me tell you something friend. If you're going to struggle. Don't struggle out there. Come into a place just like this. Where somebody can put their hands on your head. Somebody can pray for you. Somebody can lift you up. Before the throne of grace. And bind those influences in your life. I didn't know it was possible. I thought I was doomed forever. I thought this was going to be it. But somebody, somebody was able to get to me. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. You need to, you need to repent. You need to repent of your sins. You need to, be baptized in Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And, 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 and you can't do this thing on your own. I know after you've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you, you, we, we come away clean and we think we, we can do it. And we leave that situation. And three weeks later, when the cleanness wears off, you find yourself right back where you were I want to tell somebody this morning Calvary by itself wasn't enough if he paid the price died for my sins I appreciate that paid my debt all of that was great but that wasn't enough it wasn't enough i appreciate the message i'm thankful for everything that he's done for me but if he would left me alone with calvary and what happened on that hill that day i would have been doomed to just repeating over and over and over and over again but thankfully he empowered me by his grace where i can live above all i don't live because Above all of that, because I'm so strong, it's because of the grace of God every day, active in my life. I don't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. I need the grace of God to help me, to keep me. And it's only by the grace of God. You you see a guy standing here with a suit on, yelling his head off. there was a time back, I would never do this. I wouldn't do it. It To me, it's foolishness. But now, Now. now, now, now I become one. I don't really care what you think about me as long as you get the right perspective about Jesus you get the right perspective about Jesus and Jesus delivering and healing and saving you, then I'm good. But you got to understand, if you think he just left you alone with Calvary, and do it on your own. There's somebody in this room right now, you get up every day on your own strength, trying to walk through, trying to make it. But my friend... You need the power of God in your life. i like to say today, Sister Mother Wright, if you could just play something on there, please. It's been 30 some odd years, almost 35 years since I had a drink. It's been 35 years since I smoked a cigarette. they tell you out there once you're an alcoholic
1: you're always an
0: alcoholic the thing was along with just taking that away brother he took the taste took the residue just took it away The craving down on the inside for a drink. The craving on the inside for for a drug, a cigarette. He didn't just take it away. He changed what was going on down in here. And he began to put that in order. And when he set those things in order... I got up from that place that encounter with him and all of a sudden all I could say was I'm free I'm free I was chained to something that was going to take me straight to hell but the power of God set me free I was on a head on collision with hell and the Lord healed me took the hatred out of my heart took the perversion out of my life just took it and I say that as a friend you don't want to go to hell you don't want to go to hell is this your first time here it's the first time I recognize you but you know what it'd be a wonderful thing in heaven to look around and see those eyes. And you know what? That's what he has planned. If you will believe him, please don't let anybody come this way. Bridge is out is Hey, stop what you're doing. Change, change your ways. Listen, please listen. You don't have to go that direction. He'll help you. He will help you if you'll just call on his name. He'll help you if you'll just reach out to him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't want to go to hell. I, I'm just about done. The last few years before the Lord found me, I've said this before, but You talk about a bored 25 year old. Found myself in bingo halls with little old ladies. What are you doing here? While they're called, shouting out, bingo! Picking their clips off, chips off the floor. I'm asking myself, What are you doing here? You don't need to be here. There's something, someone has prepared a better place for you. And that day that knock came on that door. I couldn't tell you how happy I was. Of course I couldn't allow it to be manifested here but on the inside Brother Evans deep down I was saying is this it? Is this it? Is this today that things begin to change? All she wanted was a glass of water. Is there anybody here who's wanting something from him? Is there anybody here that's tired of being led around by the chains of addiction? Is there anybody here that's tired of being moved by the impulses that you hide within bitterness you don't want to go there I don't want to put anybody on the spot but I would ask you if you would You'd all stand.
1: For above all else,
0: Brother Roberts, whatever I got to change, it doesn't matter to me. As simple as it is, whatever I've got to do, Sister Ali, I'm willing to do.
1: Must
0: I can't risk
1: going to hell. So whatever you have to Shoco, do
0: don't, don't, don't go,
1: Uncle, to
0: me young person don't let me I know you're in your prime and you, you want to enjoy life
1: but don't allow
0: your enjoyment this season to To cause you to make a turn that you don't want to make. You'll be crying out, how did I get here? How did I get here? I didn't intend for this to happen. How did I get here? I didn't didn't intend to get involved so deeply.
1: How did I get here?
0: you see those are the same questions same statements I made and it was by the mercy of God that extended a hand of love to me
1: if
0: I could invite you if you would is anybody me connect with what I'm saying here today? You don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to do it on your own. He never intended for you to do it on your own. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Is anybody hearing the prayer Today, I must send an old preacher. Saved. You don't have to go,
1: oh, you don't have God to go that
0: direction, oh, you don't have to go through all the trouble. I must be saved. <laughs> come on I know this is a little bit different I know this is a little bit different than what we normally would do but all I can do is answer to my own conscience here this morning Jesus name can you do me a favor please I don't want to impose on anybody but could you do me a favor please the person that's standing next to you could you just take their hand can you just take their hand and just walk with them to the front, and let's have a a time of prayer together. Come on, let's just have a time of prayer together. Come on, let's just pray together, just for a little bit. I must in Jesus name in Jesus name why don't you come and let's pray together man. come on so come on with me ever come on the hand of God the hand of God is on your life if you'll me, just open your heart to him and let him let lead you be lost come, on. For come on let's pray let's pray together can you help me out here, please? He's made every provision. He's made every provision. Come on, you're so kind. You're so kind. Thank you. Thank you. Satololo boko ramahaya. The Lord's dealing with somebody's heart here right now. The Lord's talked to somebody's heart here, even in this seeming confusion. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Was it enough? Was it enough? Was it enough to deter you? Was it enough to get you to change? Whatever you have to do, don't let. Me was it enough? Don't let me be lost. I fear for some; it's not eloquent enough. I'm sorry. I wish I was more eloquent. <laughs> for some, it needs to be a little more homiletically correct. I'm sorry. That's not me. All I can do is share with you what He put in my heart. <laughs> I must be saved All oh,
1: above all else They don't
0: talk about hell anymore I must be Not talking about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. We pushed it in the corner of religion. It's not a topic we deal with anymore. I can't go. I can't go there.
1: I can't go there. None of my loved
0: ones do I want them to go there. I don't want my enemies to go there. Come on, young person. You're locked in a situation right now. You're locked in a situation right now. You need God. You need God to intervene in Jesus' name. For just a moment, let me have your attention for just a moment. All eyes and ears pointed this way, Brother Tony. He has something that he wants to share with you that's relevant. I think, I believe, in two minutes.
1: I I felt like Brother Milton was preaching, and I felt like. God was dealing with me to say this and I wanted to get permission if it was okay with everybody up on the staff here. I lost my uncle on Friday. I mean my uncle talks a lot about God and he always would say to me when I would talk to him about things he would say okay that's real good but I gotta go I gotta go. I said to my uncle the last words I said to my uncle was I said Uncle Harvey we were really close and I said I don't want to stand over your casket and see that you didn't make this thing and Friday he was in a massive car accident. I don't know if you guys heard about it a lady, a 73-year-old, came around the bend and hit him head on. They had to, I think they had to amputate his leg to get him out of the car. And as Bill, Brother Milton said about witnessing to family, it ain't easy, folks. But I don't want to stand over my family members and see them lost. Me and my uncle was close. I can't hear his voice no more. I can't talk to him anymore. But he's gone now. What do you say to your family members? I said to my wife this morning, what do i how do i go to this funeral now what do i say do i just keep my mouth shut and let the rest of them go to hell what, i mean come on folks this thing is real guys two
0: minutes
1: you got um,
0: it ha. Woo come on folks come on folks the lord is trying to get us to make a turn he's trying to get us to make a turn come on in jesus name come on back to what really matters come on in jesus name This is about
1: the souls of men and women.
0: This is about the souls of men and women. I really am not trying to drag this thing out I wouldn't do that but the presence of the Lord is still in this place Hallelujah. my only my only hope this morning brother Barr is that it was enough that it was enough was it enough to convince somebody was it enough to change someone's mind to change their course was it
1: enough
0: thank you Jesus It's my last statement. I'm gonna put this mic down. Thirty years ago, thirty some odd years ago, a little lady came knocking on my door. She didn't understand. She didn't know where I was. I really didn't understand where I was. But I had thoughts that if things didn't change thank God I was going to change them thank God because I had gotten to a place to where I was so disillusioned with everything and I didn't know where to go I didn't know what to do I didn't know who to call out to one of the preachers said it the other day I didn't find God He found me In the depth of the Filth of my life He found me And if anything else This is just one human being To another You don't have to go hell i don't care where you are in your walk with god where you think you are in your walk with god call on him seek his face and let him give you the grace that you need to walk in a path that's pleasing to him father i love you and i thank you so much I must Thank you so much, Lord, for be saved. your people. Lord, only you know the hearts for of men and women. Lord, we just simply own. try to do our best to obey. Sometimes that's not pleasant. I it's not pleasing. Must
1: be saved. But Lord,
0: this morning was just simply an attempt to be
1: obedient so to you. Whatever.
0: just say it you as you would say it. To speak it as you would have me to speak to it. Me to give someone don't
1: let an opportunity be lost. For There's, still to
0: to
1: for above There's still time to repent. There's still time to
0: be baptized. There's still
1: time to be
0: filled with the Holy Ghost. Saved. Lord bless you. I hope, pray this morning that something was said or done to help you along your walk with God.
1: I must be saved. Amen.
0: I'm not going to dismiss, so if you have to go, just go ahead and go. But those of you that are staying in the presence of the Lord, just go ahead and do so. Amen.
1: I be saved And so whatever you have to do
0: to me Don't let me
1: be lost for eternity Must
0: be saved.